The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So um, uh, I'd like to discuss a little bit of how that process was for you and, um, um, you know, what it was like. Um, uh, but uh, I'm not asking you to uh, provide details. So uh, feel free to, you know, if you want to provide any details, of course, feel free to. But, uh, but really it's about how the process was for you. So um, I'd love to hear from a few of you at least. I'm Kate, and it worked well for me um, in the sense that right after we had done the guided meditation, uh, some things had come up, uh, and I had wanted to write them down while also listening to what you were saying. So it was great to have an opportunity to do that right away. That said, um, what I wrote down was things that I recently realized and not anything more hidden hasn't come up yet. Okay. So, I mean, some of the realizations have been within the last few weeks. So. Okay, thank you. I'm not a journaler. I don't write. And I found what I wrote to be whiny, whiny, me, 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 me. And is that useful? Um, not so much. It's nothing new, you know, but it's, I mean, it's only the bigger picture of recognizing how much of my own suffering I create and how much of it is around me, 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 me. So, so the, you know, what might be an interesting question is, um, What's your relationship with this me, 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 me? <laughs> it causes me suffering. Yeah. And how do you hold that when you see it? With kindness and lightness. Okay, great. Great. Um, I found it interesting that there is a big difference between... Um, it's really different. Saying I am reluctant to admit is really 
different than saying, I am reluctant to have X happen. I find that I'm very able to admit all of it. Like if I think about it, there's not much that I'm feeling like I'm reluctant to admit. I'll admit it. And it, and, but there are things, and it really is different than, you know, I'm reluctant to think about myself being alone in my, because going through divorce and then I'll eventually that I'm going to die alone. That I'm reluctant to think about that or two, but I can very easily say I'm reluctant to think about that or to have that happen. And so when I was trying to think, what am I reluctant to admit? The thing that, that came to me is that I am reluctant to admit that I am not a failure is very interesting. I, I don't want to... I, I, and there's a piece of me that the, the thing that I can admit that I'm afraid of being a failure, I'm very reluctant to admit that I'm afraid that I'm not a failure that I'm afraid to admit that I'm strong. It was very interesting. I don't quite know what to make of that. And the other thing that I found interesting was that um, I'm afraid to admit that what I feel and know and see about myself in meditation and the world, I'm afraid to admit that that's real because it so contradicts what I've been taught to believe in and go for and what my life is about. And you know, to ha- get married, have kids, have success and money and so on. When I sit and meditate, those things are not what I feel grounded to in my inner. But then, you know, it's, it really leaves that chasm of if I'm not going to ordain anytime soon or in this lifetime, how do you live in the here and now with this, diff- you know, this is what you're told to do. But when I sit and meditate, I'm like, is this is not what I feel inside, so um, what if that's, that's the real? Like how, you know, like, what is life then? I don't know. Like what is, it's, it's maybe my age and stage of going through this, but it's very interesting. Those are great, great things to explore. They're really great things to um, reflect on. You know, one of the reasons, you know, that I like offering these reflection practices, and we, you know, we do this periodically, is that um, each one of those things you brought up are really wonderful things to reflect on and not come up with a conclusion. Um, and, um, and, you know, it's, and, and one of the things that happens, um, th- there's something, I want to go back to the first thing you said about the difference between what you're reluctant to admit to yourself and what you're reluctant to have happen. Um, so there's something in between that. And, um, you know, so it might happen that you'll end up alone. That might happen. Can you admit that? You know, that's the bridge, you know, that that, that might happen. And um, that can allow you to um, uh, face whatever that is. Um, one of my teachers, um, uh, he was doing a, a month-long um, loving-kindness retreat. And actually, the, the Brahma Vihara retreat, all the four... Um, uh, um, 
uh, you know, all the four states, loving kindness, compassion, uh, sympathetic joy and equanimity, you know, it, which is a very broad practice. And you do the, you know, it's, it's like a regular silent retreat, but you're using these four different practices. And, you know, he was doing great when he did the first three. Uh, and then he got to the equanimity practice. And he had a young son who was six years old. And, um, and one of the things that happened is he started doing this practice, which is about you know, being okay with whatever happens to the people we love, you know, and just every horrible thing he could possibly imagine would happen to his son came up in the, you know, in his meditations, you know, it's just so, so painful, and there was so much, uh, um, it was agony for him, you know, uh, he said it, he spent a week with this, all day long, you know, because it was so hard to show up for it, um, but, you know, he was committed to doing it, you know, and, and, and he stayed with it. And, and, you know, one of the things that happened at one point, he stopped resisting because he had no control whether these things happened. You know, he could provide all the wonderful conditions, but any of those things that could happen. Get hit by a car. He has no control over that. And um, by admitting that those things could happen to his son, is what allowed him um, to um, accept, uh, find some equanimity that he could um, uh, not be so afraid all the time. You know, a lot of parents are so fearful all the time of what's going to happen to their kids in a way that isn't helpful to them or to themselves. And uh, so he was able, I mean, you know, he, he was a wonderful parent, wonderful parent, and it really allowed him to um, give his son a lot more room to grow because that fear wasn't there. Because I think we all know that naming things is the first step to working on them. Um, and in fact, this was done in an interesting way by one of the participants a few years ago. Uh, the Dharma friends here would have uh, what was called the Hungry Ghost Party around Halloween and would come dressed as um, whatever fear or state or quality of ourselves. We just weren't helpful and we just needed to... Um, uh, let go of, and one woman came dressed as a bag lady. And it's because she had realized, with the help of some of her friends, that um, whenever something would start, would seem to go a little long, a little wrong, she would catastrophize that then this happened, and then this will happen, and this will happen, and this one, and I will wind up a bag lady. And now they would just, you know, they're out, her friends would be out with coffee with her, and um, would would say, uh, you're going the bag lady direction. <laughs> and it helped her name it and, and work with it. And she, you know, had a humorous costume for the party, but the main thing was that she had named it. Yeah, great. Anyone else? It's for some people, writing is a really uh, valuable place to um, um, to 
connect, you know. Um, and, you know, we, we, when we do retreats, we recommend you don't write, especially if you like to write. Uh, but uh, at other times, it's a really great reflection practice. And, um, and uh, you know, there's different ways to reflect. You know, if writing didn't seem quite as useful to you, you know, go for a walk and do it in your mind, you know. But it's, a, it's really great to hang out with difficult questions, um, with questions that are um, uh, open-ended like that, that aren't trying to arrive at a conclusion. So, um, so I'd like to just take a, a kind of a short break, just about a 10-minute break, and then we'll come back for the last session. <laughs> 